Hi guys, welcome back to the Lightly Salted Podcast. Nikki and I hope that you are enjoying these episodes so far. And if you are, please leave us a review. It really does help with getting our show more visible to new listeners. Also, if you aren't already, go ahead and follow us on social media at the Lightly Salted Podcast. We would really love to increase our followers on social media. In today's episode, we welcome Autumn Phillips to the podcast. She owns her own vintage clothing boutique in Hastings, Michigan. So we're going to talk with her about starting that business and how she finds motivation and inspiration every day. I'm going to turn it over to Nikki to share a little bit more about Autumn's background. I met Autumn when I stumbled upon her first shop location in Middleville. I'm an avid thrifter, love a good thrift find, and Autumn's shop brought me in with its boho feel, wicker shelves, enticing displays, vintage tees, and eclectic collection of vintage home goods and clothing. As if the shop itself wouldn't have been enough to keep me coming back, Autumn made me feel welcomed and valued from the second I stepped foot in her shop. She has the vision and the drive that it takes to take a dream from concept to business, and I can't wait to dive into this conversation and hear more from Autumn on her journey of entrepreneurship. I hope this conversation leaves you all feeling inspired to chase your own dreams and to believe in yourselves throughout each season while appreciating not only where you're at now, but where you've been and where you dream of going. Before we start today's conversation, I would like to welcome Autumn, the owner of the Vintage Haven, and have her share a bit of her journey and how she started her shop. Oh my gosh, Nikki, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) If if you could just do that every time somebody came into my shop. (laughs) Um, But yeah, (laughs) right. So I started the shop in 2020. There's this thing called a pandemic, if you guys didn't hear about that. (laughs) Yeah, I had stuff in my apartment, little apartment in Kentwood. And I thought, why not sell it? I got yeah. laid off from our jobs. And yeah, I had all this stuff. It was vintage clothing, home decor. It was mostly home decor when I first started. And so I started selling it, just started an Instagram page. And it kind of took off from there. I have a marketing degree from Western. And, you know, I thought, why not use that to help get my business going? Did not think it would take off this far. I did not think this would be a storefront now, but that's kind of how it started. And it's, it's been good since the beginning. So, so cool. So kind of going off of that. So when you started in 2020 and you just started on Instagram, Mm -hmm. how long were you just running it through Instagram before you like took other avenues? Cause I know that you've been at like Mm pop-up shops or markets, right? Like how long did that journey take you to be like, wow, the Instagram page is actually doing business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I actually started in July of 2020. So I posted a few listings on my Instagram page. One of my coworkers bought my very first piece. I still remember her to this day. And I had a few people say like, why don't you sell it like live, like at a market or a pop-up? And I was like, I don't really know what that is. So I did my research and there's quite a few businesses that do these huge markets. So I got a little table set up. Um, I think my very first one was my sister's closet, um, that big market. So I had a whole bunch there. I put up shelves, had all my items on there. At that time, again, it was mostly home decor. And I brought my boyfriend, I brought my mom and my dad there, and they visited me. And they were like, Autumn, like, you're killing it. <laughs> like, people people showed up, and they were, they were complimenting it. And I was like, okay, like, this is a thing. Like, yeah. I can go far with this. So yeah, I just started doing markets. And then, yeah, I didn't have a website or anything at that time either. So that was kind of my main avenue of selling. 
What yeah. did your like first booth setup look like? Because I obviously yeah. shopped you at. I'm trying to think if it was the my sister's closet mm-hmm, market, at the markets, mm-hmm. but I've definitely shopped you at some of those like little flea markets in Middleville. And yeah. your setup when I mm-hmm. when I knew of you, you were already an established shop, so mm-hmm. super cute, super boho. Like just yes. you had like a very nice setup. Was Thank it you. always that way? Like when you first did your very first pop up, did you yeah. kind of have that? Yeah, the boho vibe. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it's com- changed completely since then. But yes, I started with like the wicker, the wood, brass. I'm still into that a bit. But yeah, I was going for like a boho mid century vibe. And when I set it up, I just made sure to have all that wicker. And that's how people kind of knew me. Like I had the wicker shelves, I had that kind of um, girly boho vibe. Yeah, yeah aesthetic yeah. a little bit. With your Instagram page too, did you start like by immediately calling it the Vintage Haven through Instagram or were you like doing Mm -hmm. it through your own personal page? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I started a business page up. I had my personal, I had my business, but I actually changed my names, my name multiple times. Um, It was like my first and middle name. It was Autumn Louise Antiques. Okay. And then I was like, oh no, no, I'm not just selling antiques. It's, it's more modern e it's mm-hmm. vintage versus antique um so i was like oh let's change it then i changed it to boho blonde vintage and then again i was like no once i got the store it needed to be something that was not girly i wanted yeah. to attract men too um and it wasn't boho at that point that's when i started getting into more of like the um like retro y2k other styles too so okay changed a couple times this is actually a question that your mom asked me Alyssa, and i do think it was your mom that asked me but I'm she was so asking curious. the difference between vintage and antique oh, or yes. like what classifies oh, something as being vintage yeah. so sorry so <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe the difference for somebody who's like shopping just thrift versus vintage yeah. like how do you find those vintage i made a video about the, a tiktok about this so antique, I believe, nobody marked my words, antique is, I think, 50 years and older. Okay. And vintage, I believe, is 20 and older. Okay. But not 100, between 20 and 100. Okay. I think that's somewhat along the lines. And then a big thing for me, when people say, oh, like, is this a thrift shop? Is this a vintage shop? To me, that's completely different. When I say vintage, I go out and curate everything between the styles of like 1950s to 1990s and 2000s. And thrift stores, it could be newer brands, American Eagle, Hollister, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Forever 21. But I specifically look at my tags um, when I thrift and I specifically try to find vintage. So like those older brands, you can tell by the tag usually how old they are. Mm -hmm. And I also try to look for stuff that's made in USA. Because if it's made in China, that's obviously not vintage usually. Mm -hmm. And it's more modern, so. I learn as I I go. I didn't know that trick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just the made in USA piece. Yeah, I like that Um, a lot. Do you feel like you always had an interest in design and fashion your whole life? Yeah. Yeah. That was actually when I, I got my marketing degree at Western, I, it's so hard, you know, You're when you're little, you're, like, expected to choose a career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Like, when I was little, I wanted to be a vet, right? But I love interior design, and I love fashion. I don't know how to sew. I don't know how to hem. So yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm going to, like, do clothing. But I fell in love with, like, garage sales when I was little. My grandma took me um, and my dad to thrift stores. 
And at that time, I was a little kid, so I'm like, ew, like, secondhand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the older I got, you know, the wiser I got, and I'm like, I could, I could thrift you know, this top for like $5. I don't mm-hmm. want to go to the mall and pay $50 for it. Yeah. Um, Especially when the styles yeah. are like exactly the same. Exactly. Like they're just recreating yep. so yeah. many of them. And that's what they do now pieces. too. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I have so much stuff in the shop and then I'll go to like Target and they like try to, especially with graphic tees, you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I have true Motley Crue like graphic tees, for example, and you go to Target, you go to like Hot Topic and they recreate them. I mean, I can tell just by looking at someone now if they're wearing, like, a true one or not, um, just because I've been in the game, you know, for a while yeah. now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an eye it's for It's tricky. It. Um, okay, so I'm going to kind of circle back mm-hmm. because now that we've kind of got a little bit of your background and kind of where you started, mm-hmm. I want to ask you something that we ask all of the guests that come on our podcast, mm-hmm. and that is, what are you feeling grateful for today or in this season? Oh, yeah, so... Honestly, the support um, I get for the shop, like, def- I mean, you, Nikki, you're great. You're a regular. Um, it's crazy when you start from scratch, you start from nothing, right? And then you get into an actual storefront with a website and like, I mean, I'm not huge, you know, I'm not famous, but having regulars come in and like, you guys tell me, oh, it looks so cute in here. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love these pieces you just got in. Like, it just, it makes all the hard work, like, pay off. Like, it's just, like, seeing regulars come in, seeing your family and friends come in and just support you and buy things from you and they love what you're doing. It's, like, this wasn't for nothing, like. No, and I think there's something that's so cool about seeing people, like, pursuing their dreams. Mm -hmm. Like, I will support that every day yeah. and I feel like it's it's one of those things that's so funny I was thinking about you this morning and I was like I really need to create a reel on Instagram of all my pieces because <laughs> yeah. I every outfit that I put together I'm like yeah. oh this is from Autumn Shop this uh, is from Autumn Shop like it's pretty constant there's just so many different pieces yeah. that I've purchased and they're all the ones that I like refuse to sell and I yeah. turn my closet quick yeah like, I am constantly buying and reselling but my pieces that I've found in your shop, I feel like are just timeless. And it is because they're mm-hmm. those vintage pieces that are... You can mix and match with yes. anything. Yeah. Yes. They're really versatile. So yeah. I love that. I think that's a great thing to be grateful for. Does it and surprise you that you're here now with your storefront? Mm-hmm. Or did you kind of know that you would get here? No. I mean, it all happened so fast too, if you think about it. Because 2020, we're in 2023 right now. Mm-hmm. That's not that long ago, to be honest. Like, if you think about it, COVID, it seems so far away, but in other times, like, it, it seems like it just happened. And 2020 was when I got laid off. I started the business. 2021, I got my first storefront. And then we're in 2023, and I'm on my second storefront. It's crazy. Yeah. That's no, awesome. It's, it's wild how quickly you've evolved. With that, I guess, how did you, like, navigate that process? Like, did you just see, like, a spot open up in Middleville that you were, like... I want it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Or like, how did that journey go? Because I mean, obviously when you opened, it was during the pandemic. I feel like a lot of people were buying online. So that makes sense that your Instagram was so successful. Mm -hmm. But how did you decide to like open up a storefront during that time? Because brick and mortar, Mm -hmm. that was a scary time to be opening up anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 2020 or 2020 started on Instagram and then in 2021 November October November ish someone reached out to me in Middleville um 
and they knew me because of my markets and we were at markets together and they said we live in Middleville and there's a shop opening up it's rentable you know you paid mo you'd pay monthly and I was like oh my gosh I, I've only had my shop for a year uh, I've just been selling you know online and you know I talked to my boyfriend about it and I prayed about it and I was like honestly just help me pick the right decision every night and I thought if I don't take this storefront, I'm going to regret it. I'm going to think about it like what if, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it all happened so fast. And we went to go look at the building and I could like see, envision what it would look like, all my displays and everything. And I was like, I think we should do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, how am I going to pay rent every month on top yeah. of, you know, my house and bills and be is it going to do is it going to well be successful to, yeah. yeah to stay afloat so that was a scary thought too i think that's the biggest thing for people like your overhead and mm -hmm. you know how yep. to keep it supplied and um yeah. inventory and stuff so it was definitely scary yeah but my boyfriend is just like my best friend my partner and he was like i'll help you invest you know because you have to pay first month's rent plus last yeah um and i was like that's a, you know a lot of front on top of getting all my inventory in there and like having to you know, pay for electricity and everything. So yeah, yeah we just went for it. We just went That's for so it. That's so cool. How did you, okay, so building up your inventory. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Like, yeah. obviously you had to have inventory built up just to do like the markets and the pop-up shops, but mm -hmm. how did you, because your space was decently. It was big. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. giant. Yeah. <laughs> um, my boyfriend was getting so mad because our, our garage was just filled with stuff. And I was like, should I just like, have a little shop in our garage and have people come like <laughs> book appointments or whatever um but he was so happy when we got it all out but we had you know a lot from I was doing live sales on Instagram okay. that was like a thing so I was selling on there I had like two shelves just stacked full of stuff but I'm like okay we're getting a store I have to fill this this baby up I went thrifting like crazy got a lot more stuff put it in there and then that's when the vendors idea kind of came in and so I like hand selected kind of researched did my did some of my friends who thrift and got them on board and that's how I got vendors started yeah okay so with vendors because obviously you have you still have a couple vendors I in have your new shop five okay I downsize now but yeah okay yeah. how many did you have in Middleville at most at one point I had 12 Okay. And for mm -hmm. those vendors, so just for anybody who doesn't like understand that concept mm -hmm. or hasn't seen that, mm -hmm. you had basically booths mm -hmm. set up with their merchandise. Mm -hmm. How did that work for them? Like, were they paying mm -hmm. some rent costs to have their booth in your building? Mm -hmm. Was there like a percentage commission cut yeah. when you sold something? Like, how did it? Yeah. So I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. So um, when I first started, too, my very first booth was at Changing Times okay. in Granville. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I had inventory from that, too. But that's kind of how I learned about what vendors were. So okay. for people who don't know what that is, you typically rent out like a 10 by 10 space, can be a little smaller or bigger, and you they charge you per size, like per month. Okay. Um, so for example, my booth at Changing Times when I first started was, I think either, I think I had a small one for 80 and then I moved into a bigger one for 125 So it's month. almost like renting like a chair. Like if you worked in a salon or something, yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. it would be yep. like having a chair fee. Okay. okay. Yep. So yeah, when I got my vendors, 
it was really tricky to figure out how I wanted to do it. Because I do know at other businesses, some people do like commission. Okay. They'll take a percentage of your sales. Yeah. So for example, you each item, they take like 30% the owner and they get like the other percentage of it. Okay. Um, Did I want to do that or did I want to do a monthly flat rate? Yeah. 80 or 100 and that's what I started with I would have okay. depending on the size of the person's area in my old shop they'd pay either 80 or 100 okay. per month yep and so like if they made $200 a month and their vendor fee was $100 a month they'd get the extra $100 in a check at the end of the month okay Very cool mm-hmm. okay I kind of love that too because that helps you with rent too that was our purpose yeah, yeah. and then it, it makes it so that they don't have to Especially being if they were smaller, like mm-hmm. that's a terrifying thing to open up a store. It is. Like I think it's it's held me back a lot. I've obviously mm-hmm. talked about that so many yeah. times. I mean, I'm still doing my Instagram route and that feels really comfy. Yeah. No, yeah, I get that. I get that. So no, for like that. a cool concept. That is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. From the beginning, it was just you that started it, right? Yeah. Like you were the only employee. Yep. And then now you have the vendors, but do you have other employees at all? So three years later now um, in our store, yes, it's me that owns it. I do all, <laughs> I do a lot. Um, I, I curate everything. You know, I do the social media, I do the marketing, I do the pricing, I steam it, I put it out. I'm there on my off days. It's like my baby. Yeah. But I did go back to my normal job. And so I had to hire someone. Yeah. So my employee, I just have one right now, um, and she works Wednesday and Thursday, and I'll be in the shop Fridays and Saturdays. Okay. Um, so we're open four days a week. I ideally would like to be open, you know, more, mm-hmm. but, you know, you have to pay your employees and yep. student loans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's a lot that goes into it, but... And I also have, a, have to have a day to myself to just yes, do absolutely do nothing. nothing. That's my su- Sundays. Between two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked a little bit about, obviously, how you've gotten started. We talked about the Middleville shop a lot. We've kind of alluded to the shop in Hastings now, since that's your second location. Can you kind of describe how the overall aesthetic has kind of changed from being like the girly boho wicker, more curated towards home decor Mm -hmm. to now your shop in Hastings? Mm -hmm. Completely different. I love it now. It's just... Middleville was great. We did good for how small of a, you know, a, a village Middleville was. We had our regulars and it was, it started off very like boothy. We had a lot of, a lot more vendors, a lot more booth areas. Um, it was very boho. We had a lot of wicker and now it was, it's all, it was all women, like women items, women clothing then. Now we have graphic tees. We're trying to get more men in. Very gender neutral, you could say. But yeah, I love my home decor, so I still have to have, you know, a good amount. Um, We have shoes now. We have accessories like hair clips. And jewelry is a fun one that I like. So we have necklaces, earrings, rings now. It's kind of like a good mix of everything. Um, And the vibe is very different. Not boho. We have like a... I had a customer say it gave them LA vibes. Mm-hmm. It's very clean, a little more minimalist. Yeah. yeah. Black and white scheme and just less is more kind of approach. Yeah. You know, I don't hang anything on the walls. It's kind of just all on the floor. And I love plants. So I incorporate this like earthy kind of vibe into the shop too. 
Yeah. Yeah. We definitely love the earthy oh, yeah. plant yeah. vibe too. So for sure, it just um, opens up a space. It warms it up. Like it does. It's it brings some life yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love my greenery. Yeah. Yep. Do you feel like Riley? Now that you do have more of the like gender neutral, more mm-hmm. of the men's um, clothing in there too, do you feel like he gets excited about pieces? Yeah. Does he help you thrift? Yeah. Do his friends come in and shop? Yeah, <laughs> that's my boyfriend, by the way. Um, so Riley, yeah. He, he's amazing. He's like the best partner I could ever have. He, oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm like waiting in a ring. Um, but no, so. Hopefully he, he listens to this. Yes, yes. He got into thrifting actually. Um, he loves vintage stuff now. I kind of, people have told me, oh, his style is like nice now. Like uh-huh. he wears like some really cool stuff. But yeah, I, he's my partner. So he'll come with me to thrift now. And he loves doing it. Um, we'll go on the weekend sometimes after work and he'll look in the men's section and he'll get some hats and some graphic tees for the shop. And he's also my handyman at the shop. So if I need something hung or like something breaks, light bulb, like he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's We're so awesome. We're yeah, <laughs> it's the best. How did yeah. you guys meet? So he actually went to my high school, but I didn't know him. I was a freshman when he was a senior and... I moved away after college. Um, I lived in Kalamazoo and then I lived in Kentwood. And during COVID, kind of everything happened. I got the shop started and I met Riley. He just slid into the DMs. Can <laughs> I say that? But he did. And um, I was always like a relationship girl, but I was single at the time. And he knew that I got a relationship and he shoot his shot. Yeah. That's what they say, yep. right? Yep. And, uh, <clears throat> he was like, we couldn't do anything because it was COVID, right? And so he was like, how about we go for a bike riding date? And I was like, wow, like, that's pretty cool. Like, no guy's ever been like, let's let's go on a bike ride, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was COVID. We couldn't go into, like, restaurants or we'd have to wear masks. So we went to Grand Haven Pier, and we just kind of walked the pier. Oh, we, like, talked so about life. And... I knew he was different because he, like, asked me, you know, what are your goals? Like, what are your dreams? Like, he didn't try to do anything. Like, he was just very, like, level-headed, and he was very kind and just fell in love. Yeah. (laughs) Like a safe space. Like, I think that's so cool. Like, somebody that not only, like, challenges you, but just makes you see the bigger picture and look forward to something. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that's... Yeah, I don't think I'd be where I am now without him, honestly. Like, he he pushes me to do better, and, like, I think vice versa. I think I – his family tells me, you know, make him a better person. So I think we're a good team. I think so, too. I mean, it sounds like everything that you've said, even about, like, your journey with the shop and getting Mm -hmm. things, like, open and running, Mm -hmm. too. It sounds like he's been there through every – Yeah. Every big decision. Every every big stage and, like, has just been that – support yeah. system for you. I like so. go to him when I'm like not sure about things. Like, yeah. you know, I have my my girlfriends that I'll go to for stuff, but like if I think of a best friend, I just I think Riley cuz like he's always there and I tell him everything. Like we're really good at communication and that's huge for like having a business together and mm-hmm. stuff too. So, I think so too. Yeah. I love it. So, have you had any moments of doubt or hardship that have made you question whether or not you want to keep going. Like, obviously, you opened during kind of a tougher time. Have you had an – and when you opened, like, you alluded to being a little bit nervous about it, obviously, just mm-hmm. opening up a storefront and making ends meet and all of that. Mm-hmm. But have you had any moments where you've kind of questioned that? And if you have, like, what kind of kept you 
going. Because mm-hmm. obviously you haven't thrown in the towel ever. No. no. <laughs> just um, steam ahead. Yeah. So quitting is like a huge word. I don't think I have ever thought of like, I'm, you know, I'm done. But yeah, I mean, there's been times when I've gotten really discouraged. And I think any business owner, you're going to have a lot of challenges, um, especially in the times that we in, are in now with the economy and like, you know, money. And it's hard to make a living sometimes. But yeah, the, every business I think has slow days. And social media is huge, right? You're going to you're going to post and you're you're going to make it seem like to your customers that everything's perfect, like you're super busy all the time. But in reality, you have slow days, you know, you could make $25 one day. And then the next day, literally the day after you can make like 200, right? But yeah, I mean, I've had hard days where I'm just like, oh, it's slow. Like it's a rainy day. Like no one's coming in. But then I think just having those days where you have your regulars and you have a super successful like event or like a busy day, it totally makes up for it. And just having the support, you know, people commenting and saying like, oh, it looks so great in here. I didn't know the shop was here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just, kind it's of totally validating. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. As far as like times of the year, do you notice that like in the winter, I'm sure that it's harder for people to get out there. Do you have to do more with like mm-hmm. online posting, adding more to your website mm-hmm. and kind of navigating your business approach a little bit different during those times mm-hmm. as opposed to summer where you have more of the foot traffic flowing in? Yeah. Yeah. So summer's definitely the busiest. Um, back to school time, you know, all the college kids and the high school kids come in. That's like our busiest time. We're pretty busy right now. Yeah, the winter's tough. Some days, you know, we even have snow days because I don't feel like going down the shop and like trudging through the snow. But mm-hmm. yeah, winter, winter's tough. And in that case, I would probably do like story sales. Okay. I think a lot of shops are catching on to that. So we'll just post like snowy, like story sale today. And I'll list like a couple shirts or pants or whatever. It may be um, really discounted. Yeah. And then I can just ship it. And that's what I like to say, too. Like, having a website and having a store is really hard to keep up on both. I mean, I try to keep my website stocked, but in that case, people can just, if they see something on my Instagram or something I post on a day, and they're like, oh, I want that shipped to me, I can easily just do that. Yeah. Like, I can just send an invoice, ship it right to their house. Easy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It definitely is nice. Like, I... I remember when we, so I used to work at Plato's Closet. That mm-hmm. was where like a lot of my thrifting background kind of came from. Mm-hmm. And we obviously closed during COVID for a period of time. And then we had to figure out like, okay, the business is not going to tank. Like we need to keep mm-hmm. this open. What are we going to do? And so we did, we started a Shopify account, um, did the website and on slow days, we would make it a goal to like upload a hundred items. And that's different because you have a team of 10 people doing it <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> Very different. But we really tried to drive the slow season by doing that. And then, yeah, getting on Instagram stories and Mm -hmm. these are all the items we've added to the website. Mm -hmm. And then when you are slower like that, you do have more time to package and ship and all of that. Yeah. Social media is huge. Oh, Unfortunately, like I hate being on it all day. You know, we're on our phones in this generation a lot. Mm -hmm. But like with a business, like you have to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how you communicate and... And that's like your main source of marketing too, isn't it? it? Social media. It's huge. What are, as far as like your marketing goals on your social media pages, how often are you posting? Every day. 
Okay, if not two times a day. Daily. Daily. Do you, like, batch create? Like, Mm -hmm. are you having to, like, the days that you are in the shop, like, creating Mm -hmm. posts ahead of time? Yeah, especially with me going back to my normal job full-time, I will create drafts, and then I'll post on the days that I'm open. So it's really quick for me to just, like, post it, be done, and then Mm -hmm. people know I'm open and they'll go in, so... Say, where do you, like, pull some of your inspiration from? Like, are you, Mm -hmm. like... I know when I was doing that, I would look at like other Plato's Closet accounts and kind of pull inspiration from them. Or I would be on Pinterest, like looking up flat lays and different, Mm -hmm. like just trying to pull like creative inspiration or outfitting ideas from stuff like that. Do you have any channel of like creative? Yeah. Um, I have like this vision in my head, honestly, because like it's changed so much from the Minerval location to the Hastings location. I knew what I wanted at the like end game, you know, but mm-hmm. in Middleville, I could only do so much. We had a super old building and all the walls were concrete and it was just really hard to make, you know, a not so pretty building pretty on the inside. So I did the best mm-hmm. I could, but yeah, like for like reels or content, honestly, like your, you know, your trending or for you pages, as they say, um, that's kind of where I get inspo. I get inspo from like my daily like fashion. Like when I do my mannequins in the store, I'm like, what yeah. would I wear? You know? And like for men too, like I don't have kids yet, but I think styling another person is like so fun. So like I like it putting is. together outfits. What would I wear? What's like trendy, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the fun part. Yeah. It's so fun. So just for those listening that don't know you or haven't seen you, how would you describe your style? Style? Oh, gosh. I would say I am very not, like, farmhousey, like, basic um, in a way. I think my favorite style is, like, streetwear. A little bit of, like, coastal kind of old money beach mixed uh-huh. with, like, streetwear, like, New York kind of style, Cali vibes. I definitely get Cali and vibes. I can see that. You know what else I say to a lot of people? Adam Sandler. Like, I love dressing like a boy. Like, I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> uh-huh. but I love, like, baggy clothes. And it's funny because my boyfriend loves, like, tight clothes on me. He's like, babe, like, you know, you have a good figure. Like, you know, dress, show like, tight. Off. Yeah, show it off. Uh-huh. Like, but I love being comfy. And I love my baggy graphic tees, my concert tees. You know, my parents were, like, I grew up listening to, like, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, um, Def Leppard. And they loved the big hair bands. So that's what I grew up listening to. So I love those graphic tees. I like jorts. As you can see, I'm wearing that today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love like tennis shoes, like my Nikes, Converse bands. Um, I'm just not like, I'm very girly girl, but I'm, I like dressing like comfy and like Adam Sandler. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, do you feel like you kind of, cause I feel like the outfits that I've seen you in at least, mm-hmm. I feel like you usually do something like like, I feel like your outfit's kind of balanced. Like, you'll do, like, something fitted on top or on bottom yeah. and then something big up, to, yeah. like, on the opposite. Mix so, like, match. if you wear yeah. a baggy Motley Crue t-shirt, yeah. are you styling that with bike shorts? Yeah. How are you, like, Yeah, that's a fun thing, right? Like, different styles mixed together. I like wearing, like, jorts and, like, a nice corset top or, like, vice versa. Like, graphic tee, like, tucked into a skirt with, like, okay. combat boots. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, kind of mixed Girly mixed with, Mm -hmm. yeah, girly mixed with edgy or, like, boyish. Yeah, feminine and masculine mixed together. I love that. That's a good way to put it. Androgynous. Kind of doing it all. Yeah. I love Um, that it, like, aligns. You can tell it, like, aligns with who you are. 
Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, you're passionate. You can, yeah. Like, you I can love feel fashion. passion through talking about it, yeah. which I think is really yeah, cool. for it's sure. It's funny because, like, at my work, like, I love all the girls that I work with, and they're, they're like, you know, your, your vibe is just like very, like, you can tell that you love vintage. Like, I got them into it, and I'm like, They'll be ordering something on their break from Amazon. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, shop small. Like, yeah. shop vintage. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I can find that for yeah. you. Yeah, I can get that for you. It is one of those things. And I think Alyssa can feel it too. Just like your passion comes through. And I think that's something that has so brought me in and kept me coming back to your shop. Like, when I say that you're really genuine and I felt mm-hmm. valued from the second I walked in. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know you personally. I know Jenna mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And, and Jenna and I, Jenna's one of my friends that we constantly go support. Yes. And we love her shop. But she had a relationship with you or knew of you previously, and I didn't. Yeah. And I feel like I get so excited to go visit Autumn. Like, we're yeah. besties, even oh, though we don't I know. Like, hang out or anything. I know. Yeah. Just meeting you, it makes me want to go, like, be a customer oh. in your shop. Right. I, I can't wait to go and check so it out. Genuine. And yeah. that's, like, honestly what I strive for. Like, I've been in customer service pretty much my whole life. Like you said, you were a server. Like, that is not me. Like, I would rather do retail, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I love working with customers. And... That was like a big, big thing for me was if I opened a storefront, how would I want to be treated if I walked into someone's store? I think it's crazy when I go into places and I don't like get a greeting or get a hello or like, how are you? Like, it kind of like throws me off a little bit just because I'm so like, I'm not going to talk your ear off, but I like building those connections. And like, we wouldn't be here today if we didn't. It's so true. Like. I want to get to know my customers, like, what they're shopping for, like, know about them. Like, I know a couple of girls that come in and they're like, oh, I'm going on vacation. They'll tell me, like, oh, I'm going to Spain or whatever. I'm just like, I know about them just through the shop. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 That's so nice. I feel like nowadays that impact is so much more meaningful to people because I don't feel like you get it very often Mm -hmm. anymore. Not I don't know. I feel like people say that, but I, I, I definitely like think it's true. I feel differentiator too in, during COVID, mm-hmm. not saying that businesses that closed weren't doing that, but like the ones that stayed afloat mm-hmm. a lot of times were the ones that people did feel genuine connections with or like the mom and pop kind of small where they feel valued going. Like yeah. they're going to choose more strategically where they're putting their money. I guess, and this might, honestly, we might have already kind of answered this, but what's been the most rewarding part of owning your own shop? Yeah. Um, There's so many factors that go into that. Um, I guess seeing how far I can go with it and, like, building those connections, you know, like, kind of playing off that last topic. Um, I want to know, like, all my customers by their name. You know what I mean? I want them to feel welcome each time they come in and... It's just crazy to think how far I've gotten just from like a little closet in my apartment. Good for you, girl. I feel like <laughs> that's crazy. Like that's awesome. Like that's like your own looking at it from the beginning to yeah. where you are now. It that yeah. would be such a big driver in itself. Like, look how yeah. much you've accomplished in the last mm-hmm. three years. Yeah, and like it's crazy because you don't realize like who's gonna support you and who's not. But man, when it takes off, like. It just surprises you. Like, I, I know I have the ability to, like, be successful, but to actually, like, see it pay off sometimes, you know, it's just, like, this is nuts. Like, I own my own shop. Like, what? Right. Like, I don't have kids yet, so, like, this is my baby, and, like, I put everything into it, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. 
not that it happens, but you know, there's be it's not for everyone. My shop's not gonna be for everyone, and that's mm -hmm. okay. But if I like ever like heard someone say they didn't like it, that would like kill me. Which mm -hmm. it's okay, but yeah, because I just I put everything into it and like just I'm proud of it now. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is next, or what are you looking forward to in the next season for the Vintage Haven? I know you've got a lot of change that's already happened really recently, just yeah. with moving locations yeah but is there anything new that you're doing or looking forward to so we do have a couple events that are like in the works yeah. I, I might tell you i might tell you <laughs> after this but yeah i'm planning some events for the shop because i want to have like really interactive things going out the shop like pop-ups so I love planning that kind of stuff. That's where my degree comes into. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I had a minor in event management. So I love planning things, okay. planning events. And I just really want to grow, honestly, with the social media thing. Like, TikTok is hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, get more noticed on TikTok. I don't want to, like, become famous or, like, blow up. But I do want people to, like, know I'm here mm -hmm. and, like, bring in crowds from, like, every city. Mm -hmm. um, for example, like... I think the second weekend that we opened in our new location, I actually didn't work that day. My mom did. And she texted me and she was like, hey, we just had a couple, like this cute little couple come into the shop and they told me that they found you on social media and they traveled from Detroit today to visit. And I was like, so cool. I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's so crazy. Cool. I mean, you definitely are like a destination. Like I wouldn't go to Hastings otherwise. Right. It's not in my neck of the woods at all. Right. Even when you were in Middleville, I made specific points that I was like, I have not been to Autumn Shop in a month. I'm mm -hmm. sure that there's just so <laughs> much good stuff happening in there and I need to go. So it's really cool that that people are finding you and that you're mm -hmm. kind of getting your name out there and yeah. that it's becoming like a destination because that's yeah. fun. You're bringing business to a small, a small community. Yeah. So. I mean, word of mouth is huge, honestly. Like mm -hmm. connections are huge and... I just really want people to be aware that we're there, you know, like shop secondhand, shop small, you know, reuse, recycle, and yeah, we're here. As far as events and getting excited about those and what you've got, like planning and in the works, what has been your favorite, like past event that you've done or pop up? Yeah, nothing crazy so far. Um, I think we have some that are coming up that I think are going to be really good, but one of our favorites is our spring fling I think okay. maybe you went to one. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. But we try to do that in April. And that's just like, you know, it's spring. It's a happy time. Like, flowers are blooming. Um, so we like to have, like, a local florist or greenhouse come and, like, do a build-your-own-bouquet. We like to have permanent jewelry come to the shop a lot. That's, like, a new thing. We like to have drinks and, like, champagne and, like, food. Just having, like, a little gathering. It's really fun. It gets people out of their houses. What advice do you have for those that are interested in starting their own business or retail location? I know for me, it's it was terrifying. And I love now at this point in life being a mentor to other people who want to start a business. Like, I'm an open book. Like, you can come to me. I will help you. Just having, like, resources, I think, is a big thing. I'm not, like, over-the-top religious, but I am religious. And I think... I prayed about it every single night and just it'll it'll come to you if you want to do it. If you're really driven and you know that that's what you want to do, like absolutely go for it. Like it's going to be scary, you know, Th there's no doubt about it. But if you want it and you put your mind to it, like absolutely go for it. 
yeah don't you're you're holding yourself back you know Mm -hmm. what do you think has been the biggest thing you've learned about yourself since starting all of this that I'm like way more driven than I thought I was like I knew I was raised to just work hard and like work for my own money you know what I mean um like when I have a day off I'm like what do I do but yeah I think I'm just like holy cow I'm successful like I love having Riley, but, like, I don't need that. Like, I want to earn my own money and know that I worked hard for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what pays off, too. Um, So just being really driven and, like, that I can overpower things and get through them. Yeah. Very cool. Autumn, where can people find you or stay in the loop about your upcoming events at the shop? (laughs) Yeah. So um, follow us on Instagram. That's my favorite. So our shop is The Vintage Haven, um, but that username was taken. So it's The Vintage Haven Shop. Um, Our website is The Vintage Haven Shop. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay. I love it. Um, Can we talk a little more about your website? I yeah. wanted to circle back to it, and yeah. then I forgot. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, um, She's like, I'm going to go on there after this. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to go shopping. So do you have things available, like, all the time? I know you said it's hard to keep up on inventory, like, in your shop and on the, on the website, but do you have things available for purchase? Yeah. I think if I did not have my full-time job, I would be able to focus on the website more. Mm-hmm. I might even hire someone for that. I don't know. But, yes, there is a good amount of things on the website right now. And what I said kind of earlier, if you don't see something on the website, but you saw it like on my stories or on my Instagram page, um, we are able to ship literally anything that's like, you know, shippable to any state in the US and I mean, Canada too, probably, but it's a work in progress, but there is stuff on there. It's shoppable right now. Yeah. Perfect. Our listeners can check it out. I'll check it out. (laughs) We'll check out your shop. I love it. Yeah, we're so thankful that you came today and that you took the time to have this conversation with us and that you were so vulnerable and sharing your story. Um, I think it'll leave our listeners feeling super inspired. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening and want to help support us, it would be great if you could leave us a rating and leave us a review. It means so much to us. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Lightly Salted Podcast if you want to stay in the loop on everything happening behind the scenes. Have a great week, everybody, and talk to you next Thursday. Thursday.